0: You get shot.
1: Thank you.
2: I'm used to seeing everybody in the morning, right? Well, good evening. Um, welcome to our Holy Spirit night. I'm so glad to see each one of you. Um, I The team can tell you I've been so excited about this night. Uh, I'm just, I don't know why, but I feel like God's going to do something really cool tonight, and I'm super excited to be here with you guys. The, the music has come together in such a beautiful way, and so I just invite you guys to join us in worship as we unite our hearts and worship our Savior. us a feel for where things are going tonight.
3: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Uh, Don't get too comfortable. You're not going to be in your seats for real, real long. I just wanted to come up and give you a quick welcome. Uh, Welcome to those joining us online. Uh, Just kind of Get all the preliminary stuff out of the way so we can get to the important stuff and kind of give you an idea of how the night's going to go. As you know, with these nights, uh, it's not nearly as programmed and planned as a Sunday morning, but we do plan and ask the Lord kind of, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And he's free to adjust that and change that as we go. Um, But I just wanted to share a couple opening comments real quick. And then the team's going to lead us in an extended time of worship. And then after that, I have a few words to share and some ideas for a sort of a ministry clinic. Um, and then we'll end uh, praying for each other. One of the ways I look at these nights, uh, it is a, it is a worship night at its most basic level. We just want to set aside extended time to worship and take time to pray for each other. But I also look at it as an opportunity to spend a little bit of time kind of training us in kingdom lifestyle. So it's not necessarily just preaching a message to teach you the Bible or do some of the things that we might do on Sunday morning, but it's actually a chance to practice. So that's why I talk about doing sort of a clinic type of thing um, a little later on, because one of the ways that we learn something new, if we're trying to walk a, a kingdom lifestyle, if we're trying to do these things that we read about do the things that Jesus did in the Bible. Well, that doesn't all just come because I tell you about it. It comes because we pray for each other and we activate things. And then we step out and we try and we practice and we learn and we mess up and we get it wrong and we try again. And, and so tonight in a more relaxed atmosphere and without the restriction of trying to you know beat the other churches in town to the cafeteria for lunch we have a little more freedom uh, to spend time doing those things. So I just wanted to give you that kind of overview uh, as we get started. Um, and I just, we also, as Tammy just sort of mentioned, just as we prayed about tonight, there was a couple things um, we didn't necessarily all get around and talk about, but I, it's just like been a theme in conversations Um do you believe that the Lord wants to meet us in a, a sort of a unique and special way? Um, and then there's also been just this theme of, of simplicity, uh, that it's just, it's just something simple. And so we're not going to, you know, get real fancy and uh, try to do a bunch of programmed things, but we're just simply going to turn our affection towards the Lord. We're going to express it through music. We're going to ask him what he wants to do. We're going to say yes to those things. Um, And I have no doubt that if we do those simple things, that he will meet us in one way or another. Uh, Just before I turn it back over to the team, I had something in my eye. I wanted to share this just to kind of lead us into worship. So if you would, uh, why don't you go ahead and stand back up. And, and one of the things that I wanted to differentiate, and I'll probably mention this again at the end, you know, in worship, we're giving, right? We're setting our affection towards the Lord. We're giving him praise. Uh, we're declaring his goodness. We're ministering to the Lord. And he ministers back to us. It, we, you know, we talk about all the time, about a two-way experience. And then at the end when we do ministry time we're going to flip that and we're going to go into receiving mode. And so just wanted to kind of delineate the difference between those things now. So right now we're going to be in in giving mode and later we'll be in and and you may receive during worship. Don't I don't want you to, to be resistant to that as the Lord speaks and moves. But our purpose in worshiping is is to give it to him. <clears throat> This is adapted from the common book of prayer, and I just wanted to to, to kind of pray this over us to lead us into worship. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Lord, open our lips, that our mouths might show forth your praise. Glory be to God the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and it ever will be without end. Praise the Lord. And may the Lord's name. Just remain in that posture for just a few moments more, and let's just pray. The Lord is here. So you can just join with me silently or under your breath, but let's just worship the Lord with our words. Father, we adore you tonight. We exalt you. We lift you up because you're the only one who's truly worthy. We love you. We're here for you. We're so grateful for your incredible kindness. The ways that you bless us. Thank you for everything that you are. We bless your name. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys can have a seat. And if you... Looks like you've already found your seat. If you're online, you can have a seat. (coughs) There were, I didn't keep track the whole time, there were seven or eight of you out there in uh, internet land. All right. have something planned because I try to always have a plan, but I'm also not going to get in a hurry. No, that doesn't mean I'm going to preach for a long time. It means I'm not going to get in a hurry to do what I have planned. I have ministry planned for the end, but I also want to just chill for a minute to see if he wants to do something different. So we wait, we ask, we listen. The sense that I get is very simple that for some of you, you just need a little extra time where you kind of leave that place, if you will. There was a <clears throat> sweetness in the Lord's presence tonight, and I, uh, I'm not in a rush to move away from that. All right, well, let me go ahead and, and sh- I want to share some scripture with you. Like I said, this is not a, a normal message per se, but just some things that I want to share to encourage you and to equip you, and then uh, we'll see what the Holy Spirit wants to do as we move into prayer ministry uh, here in just a little bit. If you uh, want to read along or follow up later, I'm strictly in Ephesians 1 tonight. And uh, because I don't have any slides or anything on the screen, uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you where I'm going, and then we're going to go back and read it. So there are three things that jumped out at me from this passage, and these are my own paraphrases, but they all have to do with with you and your identity. The first is that you are blessed. We'll read about that in the passage. As Paul talking to the church of Ephesus, you have an inheritance. How many of you have, have gotten a, well, you don't have to raise your hand, but if you've ever been the recipient of a, an inheritance, those things are nice. You, you get to acquire something that you, you didn't necessarily earn, you didn't work for. You receive benefits from somebody else's labor, and it's a blessing. And the last thing is that you are chosen, and we're going to unpack that a little bit later, I think. But in Ephesians chapter 1, one of my favorite passages, and the subheading over, I'm going to start in verse 3, we're not going to read the whole chapter even, says spiritual blessings. And, And we're going to hopefully take this into a real practical application. But I just want to go ahead and read some of these passages to you. All praise, I'm reading from New Living. uh, All praise to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Now, I realize this passage doesn't give us a point-by-point list of what every spiritual blessing might include. But I got to imagine it's pretty incredible. And i got to imagine, if you're anything like me, you probably don't feel most of the time, if ever, like you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing that might exist in the heavenly places. Am I talking to anybody? (laughs) Let's go on. Even before he made the world, God loved us. And he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Again, he's declaring this is the intention that he has for the ones he created. And, again, I look at that and I think, well, I don't usually feel holy. I don't usually feel without fault. But yet, in his eyes, that's how he sees us, because he sees us through Christ. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. I think it's important we notice that. It's what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. See, we can sometimes hear the gospel, the good news, and and we can get this impression that uh, God had this perfect plan, and along comes... Humans, and we messed it up, and and the story that happens at the cross is he just had to come fix what we messed up because we're just down here messing stuff up and he had to come fix it, you know like like if one of my kids you know breaks something, you know I'm not excited I've got to go take care of it but I'm aggravated, man if they'd have just listened if they'd have just followed the plan if they'd have just enjoyed the perfect I had this set up exactly how it needed to be they had everything they needed they were in perfect relationship with me they they had all of their physical need like this was the perfect setup and we messed it up well i think what this verse is is it what paul is trying to i mean maybe i'm reading too much into it but it just caught my attention when it said it gave him great pleasure to do this he wasn't aggravated It was what he chose to do. So, in response to that, we did what we just did. We praise God for the glorious grace that he's poured out on us, those who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. (coughs) God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ. How many of you feel like it's still mysterious? Right? But he says here, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ. And then he goes on to spell it out which is to fulfill his own good plan. Okay, we're we're getting somewhere. He has a plan. He's executing it. But I just don't have... Okay, and this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. And furthermore... Because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. One thing I want to point out to you, um, in our culture, we often think of an inheritance. It's most typically, uh, you know, someone passes and things pass down to whoever's in line in the family well in the cultural context in which this was written that was not actually the case and we could dig into this more and maybe we will some other time but i just think it's important that we consider the the context the readers of this at the time that it was written would have understood this to mean uh, oftentimes the parent would give an inheritance to their son at at a point well before they passed and that 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 son became in charge at that point. They didn't wait for the father to pass away. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole too far, but that's an important spiritual application for us. The inheritance that we have from God is not something that's reserved for the other for for when this life is over. It's something that God has given to us now. He's given it to us now for a purpose. Because he chose us in advance, and it's all part of his plan. But it's important to know we receive that inheritance now. Now, I'm going to read just a couple more verses and make some more comments, and and then we're going to move on. God's purpose was that we Jews who were first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ... He identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us purchased us to be his own people. And he did this so we would praise and glorify him. See, like so many things that we talk about, it almost seems a contradiction in terms because it is true, as I just said, that we have received an inheritance. We, we like as in we have already received and we are still receiving and we will receive. Like just like our salvation, we have we have been saved Our, if you follow Christ, if you've invited him to be the Lord over your life, you are saved. That's not a wishy washy thing that That, you know, oh, you know, I cut that person off in traffic and I didn't say I'm sorry, so now i got to go back to Jesus and get No, no, you are saved, but you are also daily being saved because it's a process. And you will be, ultimately, in the end, saved if you follow Christ. Our inheritance is the same way. So let's jump back before we get real practical. When I think about every spiritual blessing we we are blessed. It tells us right there that we have every spiritual blessing. Well, one of the applications of this that I wanted to draw out a little bit tonight to help equip us is in the area of spiritual gifts. Now, spiritual blessings can go far beyond this short little list of gifts but for tonight that's where we're going to focus i felt like that's what the lord wanted to kind of work on if you will and uh again oftentimes even those of us in a kingdom focused church like the vineyard um, can sometimes get the misconception uh that you know yes i'll i'll pray for healing I'll I'll do this that or the other I'll believe for someone to, you know, uh, receive a miracle when they're in a bad situation, you know. But but I I don't operate in all of those things. You know, we we sometimes can can think that God reserves some of those uh, flamboyant's not the right word, but uh, God reserves those things for for special people and. As I'll explain in a minute, while it is true that some people may operate in a gift maybe more consistently, all spiritual blessings are available to all people. One of the ways uh, that John Wimber explored this idea in the early days of the vineyard was he used this phrase, gracelets. So we understand grace. By grace, we are saved. Grace empowers us by the power of the holy spirit to be able to live this life that he's called us to but he talked about gracelets as like these little i don't know in my mind what i'm picturing is like a little little satchel of you know only maybe yay big and it's like he drops these little gracelets situationally on people and you can operate in that gift situationally and that that's actually how i uh think of it and so You might think, well, I've never actually myself personally put my hand on somebody and prayed for them to be healed and seen them healed. I must not have that gift. And I want you to think about it a different way. It's not that you possess that gift. God can use anyone because, as we know, he is the one that does the work anyway. It's his grace. It's his gift. And he desires to distribute those. Now, there are... I don't want to dismiss, again, and say that there are not people who walk in the gift of healing. Sure. There are people that operate more strongly in certain gifts than the others, but you can never let that (coughs) uh, be the thing that you compare yourself to. So what I'm asking you to do, just as we start this, is to open yourselves up to the possibility that any gift that we might consider... God can use you to do that thing. God can use you to do that thing because, as Paul is telling the Church of Ephesus here, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Um, again, we could explore more later the the, the detailed differences between situational gifts uh, and ministry gifts, and and what some people you might hear some teaching to talk about the the office of a of a certain gift. You know okay, but I'm not concerned about that. My primary job is to equip you. And so my my first impression from the Lord was to help you expand your thinking that don't write yourself off from being able to participate. But again, here's the thing. There's not some magic formula. It's situational, and it's up to the Lord. So, yeah, I know most of us think, well, it would be really cool If, you know, more like a superhero on a cartoon, I just had this magic power, and everything I touch turns to gold, or every person I touch is instantly made well. We might think that would be cool, (coughs) but that's not the way that it works. Now, not to say that the Lord couldn't endow someone with that level of power, but the Lord gives to those he trusts. And this is one of the reasons why we hear that phrase, faithful with much, uh, faithful with little, and you'll receive more. That's not like just about money and possessions and all of those kinds of things. It's this kind of stuff. If you're faithful to those little nudges, if you're faithful to operate in those little things that he asks you to do, where there's not any faithfulness, fame or glory or notoriety or maybe even recognition, then you'll receive more. This is one of the reasons we must be careful. Now, I'll be completely honest with you. There absolutely are false teachers. There are folks that uh, put on a show for wrong motivations that, I mean, Anything that, that is truly good and of the Lord is the enemy's going to try to copy and manipulate and distort. So don't hear me saying that I'm writing all of that off. But again, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's not look at something that's on one extreme in a negative sense and say that, well, I'm just going to stay away from that because that just, that just doesn't seem safe. No, we have an inheritance. We have access through our relationship with the Holy Spirit to operate in these gifts of healing, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, miracles, all different kinds of things. And God can use any of us to do those things situationally. And the main thing that he's looking for is the person that needs it and the person who's willing to be his vessel to accomplish it. Now, I I don't know his complete criteria and how he chooses what to do when and and who to use, but my sense is that's his primary concern. There's people all over the face of the earth with hurt and problems and lack, and he's looking for us to see if we're listening and willing to be his vessel to go and meet those needs. And have those problems. Fix those problems. Not have those problems. That did remind me though. You know. We are still practicing and learning. I may have told you this before. But uh, when the Holy Spirit. Uh, first fell. In great power. In the early meetings. Uh, in the vineyard in California. And. uh you know John Wimber had been clearly instructed by the Lord to to teach on healing and so he would teach at length on healing and then they would pray for people to be healed and then the people on the prayer ministry would get sick with the things from the people they were praying for you know and it's like and this and there were there were hundreds and hundreds of times that this would happen before they saw the breakthrough we can never forget Just because something doesn't work in one situation doesn't mean that that the Lord is not at work or that he's not capable or that he's not doing that thing anymore. There are two things that we can always point to when we try these things and they don't work. One is we're still in a very real spiritual battle. And so, God's intentions towards people is wholeness and health and healing and restoration and all good things that He's trying to use us to accomplish. But if He's really about doing that, that enemy's out there resisting. He's going to try to get in the way, He's going to try to distract. And the other thing is, we're all still learning how to better listen and obey. So it's not that the Lord is unwilling. It's simply uh, many times it's that we're just not all the way tuned in yet. We're not maybe hearing everything that he's saying. We're not following through on everything. We're still learning. We're still figuring out. All right. You know, Lord, what do I do with this one? Because sometimes the things he tells us are are a little weird. Like, what does that have to do with it? How does that work? And that process of learning to trust him more will help us <coughs> I hadn't coughed a single time all day till I came up here. Now that may not be entirely true, but you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. you have an inheritance, and you are chosen. See, it was God's goodwill. It gave him great pleasure, and it still, to this day, gives him great pleasure. Every time he can choose you again, every time he can use you to accomplish his will and his purpose. One of the things that I want to do tonight, um, we're going to do like we always do, and we're going to make sure and pray for each other, whatever that might look like, at the end. But I wanted to start and just sort of uh, minister to you, uh, kind of in the group setting. And and I'm just calling this a clinic because I, I have a way that I feel the Lord wants to minister. But I also want to like explain what I'm doing as we because it's also teaching you, training you, showing you. Because here's here's the thing. Uh, well, I'll just use myself as an example. In in my early days, you know, I used to be, uh, how would you phrase this? Concerned that you know if I if I said too much in like in those holy moments that I was gonna like throw God off that you know well if we if we talk about if we don't if we don't stay super serious and and try to be super spiritual you know the Lord the Lord's not going to keep moving and I've learned that's not really how it works uh, because not only does he want to move and minister he wants to teach us all I mean this is the thing that I'm telling you all the time my job is to equip you so uh, it's not my job to to learn things and keep them for me it's my job to to pass them on and to give ministry away well, what well what do you mean by that give ministry away well see part of my uh a small part of my vision for us as a church body <coughs> i've told you before i i would i uh, Sorry, I'm getting my thoughts all jumbled. Remember when I've talked to you in the past about increasing our sending capacity, maybe more so than our seating capacity. And it doesn't mean that I don't want the church to grow. I do, but but I what I believe is the church will grow best as we empower more leaders. It won't grow best if we center everything around my personality. And, and my speaking and and you know me getting more clever and uh now again, I'm not saying don't do those things i I am always wanting to sharpen my my Bible skills and and learn effective communication techniques. I'm not against any of that. I believe in excellence, and I think whatever you're given to do, you should strive to do to the best of your ability. so I'm working on that, I'm learning, I'm growing. But I don't think that's the key to our success. I think actually what we see in Scripture is is more of a multiplication effect. That as, as leaders get equipped and released and sent, it might seem slower at first. But over time, that multiplication has an exponential effect. And so... I want to give ministry away, coming back to what I, I was saying. Giving ministry away means that as time goes on, one of my goals and my purposes is to take opportunities as much as I can, and as I teach you things, as I demonstrate things, then let you try it. Let you do it. And that might sometimes mean let you fail. That's a, I mean, that's how we learn. I, I, I am blessed... Uh, in my leadership journey and my growth as a pastor to have been in situations under people where I had the uh, the freedom and the ability to fail. Now, it doesn't mean that there wasn't correction brought. Hey, you know, let, let's talk about this. Why did it go this way? What can we? Yes, we want to learn from it. But what I mean by freedom is it, it's not like you lose the opportunity because you didn't cut it this time. And so I, I'm just I just want to plant that seed That this is one of our our purposes, is that if I can just sort of paint this picture for you. As much as we want the Lord to come and move every time we gather, and we do ask for that. We ask for the Holy Spirit to come, to have his way, to move. uh, Because an, an encounter with his real manifest presence is the one thing that really changes things. And, and. Part of what we're trying to do is learning how to minister and cooperate with that. And as much as we want that to be done in our meetings, and we need that, we need an encounter with the Lord to to set us right, to change the trajectory of our lives. But we also need to be developing a kingdom lifestyle. This is what I, I to, to use that phrase, this is what I want to train you in. See, I I don't want you to simply come to a meeting to get filled up and then see how long you can last out there until you have to come back here and get filled up. What I want to teach you to do is to realize that the place that you get filled up actually lives right inside of you. And a kingdom lifestyle is one that is developed in such a way that we begin to recognize and tap into that that source of living water that is always flowing, that is always bubbling, doesn't exist in the church meeting and I have to come get a drink. It exists in me because the Holy Spirit lives in me. And the Bible tells us not to forsake our assembling together, so we we need to still come and and get together and and rub elbows and, and tell stories. But, you know, one of my pictures that I've always had in my mind (coughs) because and now this is simply my assumption or my take on things but i always wondered in the early days what what was what was maybe not the purpose i just let me just explain it this way i always just kind of pictured in the early church that when they would gather it was kind of like So much kingdom stuff had happened out in the world and in their uh, daily walk and their jobs and their groups that they just couldn't do anything but get together and and praise God and share those stories. And this is one of the, you know, there was a time maybe in the 80s and 90s, it kind of became a a big thing in the culture to, to call our Sunday morning service like a celebration gathering. Well, you know, I, I don't really care so much what terminology we use, um, but that always stuck with me. Is like, isn't that what gathering is, is to be about? I mean, there's lots of other things that we do that are important, but part of what I, I, I want to see is is a community, a body of believers that lives kingdom all seven days of the week. And you'll be shocked how the Sunday meeting changes when we've spent all week living from the fountain that bubbles up from with inside of us. and I, i'm not I'm not judging you for the for the times when it's just hard out there. We all get dried up, we all get off course. I, I, i'm I'm not judging it, and I'm not asking you to to come to church all fixed up. And without any baggage. But I'm just encouraging you. That's what is possible through this lifestyle. It's possible to live this lifestyle 24-7. It's possible to be so rooted in your identity. And so encouraged in the Lord. That we're always ready to minister. Again, it doesn't mean that I don't have my off days and call you for prayer or ask you to, you know, help me with something. But what we're moving towards is a 24 7 kingdom lifestyle. One more quick thing, and then we're going to move to what I believe the Lord wants to do in ministry. Whoop, nope, not going to Haggai. That's way too long, or way too far back. <clears throat> acts chapter 2 i ah, sorry Acts 1 You've often heard Acts referred to as Well maybe you haven't In my Bible it says the Acts Of the Apostle In other words this is what they did But I've also heard it referred to as the acts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to get into chapter 2. We're going to touch on that Sunday, actually, um, when we talk about um, pursuing biblical community and and the early church. But for many of you, this will be familiar. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them. And these are the words of Jesus. Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jumping down to verse 7. The Father alone, this is still Jesus speaking, has the authority to set Those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. One of the things that I believe the Lord is wanting to begin to work on with us is the area of evangelism. And I know this, like not just in the church world, just culturally. This word can have a lot of baggage, and I'm not going to unpack it tonight. Other than to simply say, if you are (coughs) intimidated by the idea of what you think it means, Or maybe you're not really clear what it means, or you're like, I don't like to talk to people. I don't know how to approach them. I don't know what to say. Don't worry about any of that. See, what this verse tells us, as he instructed his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. He doesn't say, you will learn three techniques, and then you will go try. Try says, no, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses. And as my old pastor used to say, be witnesses everywhere you go, and when necessary, use words. It's not all about passing out a gospel track and sharing the Romans road and three points. Now, I'm not knocking any of that, but it's not all about that. Living as a witness is living in such a way that people notice that something is different that and and to take it a step further again for us kingdom people it's living so tuned in to the voice of the holy spirit that he can whisper little bits and pieces here and there and pay attention to who's ready cuz here's here's the thing we're all afraid of i'm going to go up and talk to thus and so and they're going to shut me down they're going to think i'm a weirdo they're going to whatever Now, I'm not encouraging you to not sometimes just throw spaghetti against the wall and try. Sometimes we have to do that. But here's the difference. In the power of the Holy Spirit, if you're talking to the people that he's pointing you towards, 99% of the time, those are the people that are ready. And if they're ready to receive, it's a whole lot easier to share. The thing that we need is the power of the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't mean that you have to have some weird and wild experience, although that often happens. But it's be willing to say yes. It's be willing to listen. And when you hear those little whispers and nudges, do it, whether it makes sense or not. All right. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to take about... 10 or 15 minutes and do this kind of ministry clinic, if you will. Um, Dave, could you slip out and turn the, the fluorescence back on? I just, I can see you, but I need to be able to see you better. There's a lot of different ways. Oh, there's one more. One more switch. Sorry. All right, so there's a lot of different ways that that we can minister to people, to individuals, to groups. But one of the things that I really like to do is to just minister the presence of of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit. And so all I'm going to do is we're just going to invite him to come. And, you know, we do this sometimes on Sunday. We're just going to invite him to come, and we're going to wait. And I'm warning you that we're going to wait because we can be uncomfortable with silence and waiting. The reason that we're waiting is because we're going to just kind of see what it is that he wants to do. And I'm going to be looking around, and I don't need anybody to do anything. But I'm going to be looking for subtle little things that might catch my attention. And I'm going to maybe call attention to those and see how the Lord wants to minister to those things. Um, And then we're going to go from there and just see what he wants to do. But I just want to kind of give you some some context because sometimes what happens is we and you've all experienced this. this has happened to us here on Sunday mornings. sometimes we do something simple and and it's it's sweet, it's amazing and people get prayer and all kinds of things and sometimes it just feels like there's a wet blanket on the rim and nothing's happening right and that it's okay to admit that we don't have to try to pretend. Like we have some secret formula and everything's figured out. But again, sometimes that's because of spiritual resistance, because of warfare, because of whatever. And sometimes it's just because we don't wait long enough. Sometimes we just get impatient. And, you know, and I'm not all about, you know, just keeping people hanging out forever. But what I want you to do uh, for the Trey, could you slide over and turn the stage lights off? it's just going to make it so much easier and i i know that might not is it still good enough for online yeah <coughs> it just it makes me feel like i'm not standing up on a stage anymore like now i'm now i'm here with you um and and the other thing i want to do is i i want i want to kind of dial it down you notice i didn't have the worship team come up and play some song or put the pads on that the holy spirit doesn't it's okay if he moves in those moments but we need to not confuse us setting the atmosphere with his ability to move why don't you stand and i told you earlier you know in worship we were in giving mode now we're going to be in receiving mode and so You can put your hands out if you want, whatever's comfortable. But I just want you to position yourself. And and I'm I'm explaining this because for some of us, our default is because we actually do desire the Holy Spirit to come and do something. We're going to default right into, all right, I'm praying. I'm interceding because I'm like Nancy. You're an intercessor, right? I don't want you to pray right now. I don't want you to pray right now. I'm just saying like that because here's the thing, and and those gifts are valuable. I'm not diminishing that, but for this purpose at this moment, I don't want you to default into praying mode. I want you to just be in receiving mode because for some of us, it's a process to just learn how to receive. So I'm just going to pray and welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. And like I said, don't get thrown off. However, he's meeting you and ministering to you. I'm just going to kind of talk us through this whole exercise. Jesus, we welcome you. We welcome your presence. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome however you desire to move. We welcome your gifts. Would you come now? I'm not going to call anything out right away, but I also just want to draw your attention to, oftentimes, and this is why it's so important to not sometimes have all the extra stuff setting the atmosphere, he oftentimes comes in waves. And so I, I can see him moving already, and I know some of you are sensing some things, and I just want you to stay in tune with that and pay attention. And if you're not experiencing anything, that's okay too. But I just want you to pay attention as we wait. And we just ask, Lord, just increase it now. Bring more, Lord. More, Lord. And some of you can just kind of feel that just kind of ratchet up a notch. <clears throat> Whatever your feelings, feeling is okay. Some of you might be getting heat in your hands. If you feel a, an unusual warmth in the palm of your hands, can you just wave or nod at me? I see one there. So these things can mean different things. But I want to pray for Mike right now. Uh, Oftentimes when you feel a warmth in your hands. It can be connected to healing. So Father I thank you for Mike. And I thank you for the ways that you've already used him in the past for healing. Father I thank you for highlighting that tonight. And I just ask right now Father that you would just bring increase to that area. That you would just anoint him with a a special sensitivity, and an empowering grace to walk in gifts of healing. Come, Lord Jesus. I'm going to kind of go a different direction for a minute. I'm just kinda i'm I'm kinda asking the Lord for some language for what I'm sensing <clears throat> you you don't have to look up it here if you want to just stay how you are but jeff you, i i I was asking like I don't know how else to say this, but I'm just like seeing the Lord all over you tonight. Um And and you don't have to share maybe how he's ministering, but I, I know that he's doing something. And so without knowing those details, I just want to bless what he's doing. Could we take, I, again, it's just the direction I feel he's going for a moment. Can we just like extend a hand? If A couple of you close want to just go lay a hand on Jeff. And all, all we're doing, we're, we're, we're not calling anything out. or we're just, we're just blessing what the Lord is doing and leaving the rest up to him. So if you would just extend your hand that way. And, and again, in keeping with where I thought the Lord was going, the main thing we're trying to minute, we're not trying to give him a word or a prophecy. or Those things might come later, and if they do, share them. But we're just ministering the presence of Jesus. So right now, Jesus, just increase your presence. Pour out your love. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. The three of you that are around him praying, just keep praying until you feel like that moment is over. And I'm going to go on and and call out some other things, but I don't want you to pull away before the Lord is done. I'm, I'm not quite sure what to do with this next one. So when I don't know what to do, again, I just thought, well, I'll just bless what I see the Lord doing or pointing out. And there's something, uh, I'm looking at you, Juana, I don't know, you can stay engaged with the Lord, but I think what I sense is just this feeling of immeasurable joy from the Father related to your worship, That the, The way that you bring a sacrifice of praise, the way that you bring worship to him, both in public and in private, just makes your father smile. He has incredible joy when he looks at you and sees the way that you worship. And he looks back at you with sort of a twinkle in his eye and says, yeah, that one's mine. Yeah, I love that one. She's special. She's my daughter. So, Father, we bless her right now in Jesus' name. Father, may she feel your presence in new and fresh ways. May you give her new and fresh gifts in this season. Father, we bless her heart. If you know this, just sing along. And I will give you all my worship, and I will give you all. Just another wave right now, and we're just to wait for just a moment. This is a good time to give it away for a minute. So I'm sure as the Lord has been moving, some of you have had thoughts or words or things that you want to share. And I'm going to release you in a few minutes to just kind of do this freely with each other. But I feel like there might be one or two of you that has something you'd be willing to share publicly can be anything. It could be a single word, it could be a scripture. <clears throat> I just want to make space for that. So if you do, just you don't literally have to run, but I was gonna say just run up here and uh and we'll we'll give space for that. Don't be intimidated. And I'm gonna wait a little bit. And I'll just give you some context. You know, oftentimes you we think, well, you know, what I have to say can't be worth sharing. But if it just feels like I kind of got something bubbling, I don't know. It doesn't feel the same way for everybody. But Or if it seems like a, a word or a thought just kind of flies across, whoa, what was that? Where did that come from? We're just going to share it. Be brave. Yeah, just come up here, because the people online won't hear you if you don't come up here on the mic. I don't know if there's even still anybody left, but they were there. (laughs) Oh, I can hold it for
2: you. Well, it wasn't so much a word, but the Lord just gave me a vision of wanting to sit down at the table with all of us. As a friend and as a savior, just to be able to sit down and be in relationship with all of us. And that would bring him great joy because he knows every one of us individually.
3: Amen. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll save time for one more and then we'll... Kinda do our final thing before I release you.
1: Yeah.
2: Um my cousin Viana and her family at Russia are um fighting the war and I wanna pray for her that her family survives and that she also had eye surgery.
3: Do you wanna start up we'll pray for them? Do you wanna say a prayer? Yes. Go ahead.
2: That her fa that Viana's family isn't suffering and that they have shelter. Yeah. And that and that they're healthy.
3: Good, yeah. Jesus, we thank you and we just bless this family, Father. We ask for your protection. We ask for health and help and peace and all good things. And we ask for favor with the doctors uh, for no complications or side effects from this surgery that she would just experience complete restoration. Everything would just get right back to normal. Thank you. And we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for sharing joy. Good. Uh, if you're online too, feel free. If you have something to share, just drop it in the comments, uh, and then we'll we'll look at it here in a minute. And uh, I can share it at the very end if I need to. Uh, well, I know this was probably a little different, but aren't they always? Um, and and it is a little like throwing spaghetti at the wall sometimes, and that's okay because. I think the Lord wants us to try and experiment. Because and how will we ever learn something new if we don't try something different? The definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Not to compare the Lord to that. Don't think I'm being sacrilegious. but um, <clears throat> I want to just now give you an opportunity without the pressure of coming up front or anything Um to just pray for each other. And so what I'm going to do uh, in this crowd, I'm not going to have anybody come up front and be the ministry team or anything like that. Um, I'm doing two things at once, and I'm not great at multitasking at this time of day. Uh, Trey, I'm going to go ahead and turn some music on. Uh, if you can unmute me there. And I'm just going to pray a, go ahead and pray a closing prayer. And if you need to go, you're free to go. But I would encourage you, um, find at least one other person and give them an encouraging word before you leave. And don't overthink that or over-spiritualize that. Again, whatever comes to mind, and trust that it's the Holy Spirit, don't question and overthink it. Well, that couldn't make sense. Whatever it is, just share it. Whether it's a single word or scripture or phrase but this is that part where whatever level of comfort you have or whatever level of gift you think you have it's available to all of us, so I just want everybody to try. And then uh, the final optional thing, if you really want to stretch and grow, just ask them for feedback. Hey, and, and, and then the instruction to the person receiving, don't be nice. Don't be mean, but don't be not. You know, you know what I mean. Because, oh, yeah, that, that's what really, really, i,
0: wish I wish.
3: Well, what they're asking is, did that resonate with you? Did that make sense? Is that pointing to something that, that you're experiencing? Because we're looking for where is God working and learning to hear His voice. So if you share it, it is, oh,
2: that's
3: okay. That's your clue. To, okay, you've tried hard enough and failed. Good. Yes, I Well, it may not.
2: You
3: are honored. You're worthy of all of the days. Spirit, you are well, Absolutely. Absolutely. I, don't we reply that that that's all you say. Uh, but that's why we try. That's why we share the things that don't make sense. Because the ones who's giving them. Giving those things to you. Yes. These you things.
1: Yes, you
3: are. are. Uh, let me pray for you. And then give someone a word. Uh, grab a snack on the way out the door if you want.
2: Yes, you are. And
3: we'll see you Sunday.
2: Yes, you
1: are.
3: Father, in Jesus' name, I just bless your people. I thank you for tonight Father, just continue to teach us and grow us. Thank you for us Thank you for and, yeah, Father, just come and bring us back together on Sunday. We love, to really we love you, Jesus All right, guys. We love you. Go and be like Christ.